Hey, how's it going? This is Philip, aka DJ Double Crown, with the Pursuit of Sound podcast here with your boy Deslin Price, aka Desi. Hi, what's up? <laughs> so, Deslin and I have been best friends since high school, sophomore year in high school, and ever since then we've been playing music together. It started out with him on drums and me on guitar in a two-piece band called The Association in 10th grade at Wando. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, now today, all these years later, pretty much 16 years later, we're still, we, playing, music yep, we're still playing music together in our band called Gods, which is basically, I'd call it... It's like an in instrumental, like post rock math rock project for sure yeah indie instrumental math rock um so i have deslin on today we're here to talk about our past our current our future um so like i said we've been in bands forever our first band together was called the association association oh association that's right not the association <laughs> i it thought about that the other day <laughs> just association <laughs> we played one show at our high school for the talent show it was gnarly though um it was definitely my first experience getting to play a show so it was like one of the coolest it was like your first time ever like doing what you dreamed of doing pretty much it, there's no feeling like it I think it was my first show too and it was just as i envisioned you on stage no drum mics me on stage 15 watt amp it was like through guitar club yeah. or something like in our school auditorium something like that talent show guitar club i think it was the guitar club actually not a talent show remember that band aslan though oh my god aslan is just legendary to the charleston scene for the time that we were in it yeah they uh we would like listen to their record in my frog and then like we kind of switched up our sound after that <laughs> aslan if only they knew how much they influenced at last glance yeah and for real deslin and i yeah gordon kiter the drummer of aslan went on to play in all get out which ended up being a pretty big indie band. Um, at least here on the East Coast, they they did plenty of tours with like bigger bands such as Manchester playing. Orchestra and Oh Brother, I believe. Yeah, and I think Nathan went ahead and he just minimized everything down, got rid of a lot of band members, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever, everybody else is doing their own thing now that was in that band and- Everyone's happy. Yeah, so <clears throat> we have mad love for Aslan. They're a huge influence for us growing up as well as uh, The Hundredth. Yeah. Which was a, ba a band from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina that we loved just as much as Aslan. And The Hundredth and Aslan were butt buddies and that's how we ended up knowing about The Hundredth. And how we ended up eventually becoming really good friends with the old lead singer of the hundredth the hundredth is now hundredth without the in the front and they are now a does suck <laughs> they are now oh, shit. a hardcore band actually gone different because they did have one sound and then they completely changed their sound yeah it's like soft pop 80s pop soft pop yeah when you imagine like <laughs> hardcore hardcore going like what deslin said just, like yeah it's soft 80s future weird it's not bad it's just yeah. an unexpected change up for the band yeah and so that's the inevitable artistic frontier for all bands is evolving their sound yeah and, that's true and i see the band that we are in now gods uh three piece between deslin me and chris perot as almost like an extension on the last band project i was in which was this is home which had matt tootin the lead singer from the hundredth mm -hmm. in it 
Unfortunately, Deslin, Deslin was not in that band, but... It's all good. We were like all friends, and I would like crash at their house on their couch all the time. Yeah, and that <laughs> ended up leading into Deslin... Okay, so after This Is Home broke up, Deslin, Chris Perot, and Matt Tootin made a band called Medic. Yes. Um, shit, I almost forgot about that. That was like seven eight years ago but it was a cool project for sure uh, definitely utilized uh it was the first time i got to play drums and do vocals at the time so it was challenging myself and just learning how to like work around multitasking like that it was a very interesting project to be in um but yo that was the music scene back then like i'm talking about the aslan the hundredth days like that's when it all started for real like i feel like the music scene was thriving more for like i guess rock back then in it than it is now well yeah is. and it's times have changed just like the sound of music from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s mm-hmm. to the 2000s to the 2010s but also history like repeats itself too like i see a bunch of like 90s shit coming back around like, well like we were just saying how hundredth yeah kind of 80s yeah exactly you know it's it's along the lines of things like forget what people say like things 20 years ago come back in vogue so like i don't know i don't want to think about the 90s coming back but it already has dude you see (laughs) like you have to choose a genre though of like like 80s 90s like 2000s even which which era would you pick I would go with the 90s because that's where I like I got all my like influences from like really to be quite honest especially from NSYNC oh (laughs) dude let's let's face it I mean Deslin and I we're we're in our early 30s and so we were highly influenced by 90s whether or not we wanted it like that but I grew up listening to so much 70s and 80s stuff and 60s like that it that i feel like i'd choose the 80s versus like the 90s and early 2000s for some reason just because like the the earlier version of me i feel like resonates with that more like hair metal 80s kind of like just 80s in general there's there's (laughs) there's a lot of good in the 80s even though it was just like a a funky time like electronic music was kind of just legitimately when i first met you you were obsessed with kiss oh i'm not even kidding no this is so true and i don't <laughs> listen to kiss anymore like that at all i don't know why i i just lo- i love that <laughs> like dude i hated their like mainstream songs though let's just put it that way like ah we want to rock and roll got you into kiss? that one was dumb to me what got me into kiss i don't know just listening to classic rock and that was just one of those frontier bands in classic rock no they're the shit man and especially the dude with the tongue I'm the guy from Kiss with the Tongue. <laughs> Dude, we have so many inside jokes. It's it's unquantifiable. Yeah, man. It, um, yeah, the Kiss is a good band, and the '90s is the shit. And it was really about the battle between for the '90s Limp Biscuit genre versus boy band in sync genre. That's what I liked about it right they were all fighting for the top and like yeah making fun of each other kind of but it was all like good heart because that was the business but it definitely like made me feel well-rounded as a musician because i got to listen to both those things and i kind of like fused those together and just became my own artist in a way and then meeting you guys and hearing like what you guys were influenced by like we started association that was like 80s with like a little bit of my style into it as well with drumming and we but we both really liked Avenged sevenfold oh that's where we like met as musicians we did love Avenged sevenfold which yeah i haven't listened to a single song of theirs since dude not for any like good or bad reason it's just like wow if i were to be able to resurrect an old ipod of mine oh i iPod. wish those things would last longer dude yo 
Andrew Chalk, shout out to you. He brought back a lot of old stuff from his iPod because he his still works. What? So yeah, he's the lucky one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. He sent me all the Asin stuff that I sent you. Ugh. Yeah. Man, I love. Let's talk about now with all of that in retrospect. What we think of the Charleston scene nowadays, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. So we're here. It's April tenth, twenty twenty-two. We're past COVID, basically. And so I feel like I don't see as many local shows as I used to is the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah, I don't, I feel like the way it was promoted back then, there was flyers and stuff, but I feel like with the social media we have today, it's really hard to, I mean, it's easy to see what's being posted, but I feel like it gets a lot of stuff gets overlooked especially like if you don't have that many followers dude what i find interesting is that i'll post a picture of a flyer okay let on instagram and then i'll post a picture of like you and me or something and it gets like i feel all the like the, <laughs> yeah i like you saying things being overlooked i feel like as much as i try to because i handle all my own graphic design for my flyers and stuff i feel like as much as i try to make things like visually appealing and interesting for somebody just scrolling through instagram yeah i just feel like it doesn't get as much likes <laughs> as to where you could just like back in when we were in high school you made a flyer physically and just pass it out to people so they were like forced to like see it so that's what differs from back then and now, you know? Yeah, see, back in the day, what kids these days don't kids. realize, yeah, kids these days don't realize is back in the day, we printed that out on the actual And made sure you paper. got it. Yeah, and handed it out to people and actually talked to people and stuff. And let's, let's face it, we we actually put in the work and had a decent following because of that reason yeah like we got it to pack out. out the music farm we we played so many places the oasis which is now the break off folly road in uh, in james island like the village tavern um did we did it's we also today the, like the algorithm with things you got to be on point with that and which is very hard to like catch the wave yeah. for your shit to get viewed so it's it's needing to give people another layer to bite into to really create another interest like kind of for instance this podcast but i've wanted to do a podcast now for a little while it's not just because i want more attention necessarily versus the, how i feel like i have such good conversations with all my friends that should be recorded we should just document it why the fuck not yeah because some people aren't ready for that yet and i had to come within i had to come to a realization within myself that that's what i wanted to and tim ship dj domino he kind of put me on to podcasts relatively recently he and gave you that push yeah he was talking him and i were talking and like we we have a bunch of long conversations that should have been recorded just like all great conversations that i have with everybody that i wish you know could be documented but they were had so that's good enough and that's what this podcast is now for the pursuit of sound this is about the come up basically this is about the state of the scene this is like in charleston and what me and my friends think about that in perspective with the rest of everything in the scene and in really shining a light on it and trying to break beyond it because let's face it um something that i m mentioned in the first demo podcast i did with tim is sort of the glass ceiling in charleston on the music scene what I feel 
that every artist kind of has this like you can only do so much within Charleston like as a Charleston man but um as I also mentioned in the past demo episode is that the internet helps lubricate that like you can the internet is like a blessing and curse as much as it's diluted now mm -hmm. you can still get to people if you just like back in like Deslin and I grew up on MySpace yeah that's when it pretty much like that's when the internet tool was really starting to be used for like us musicians trying to get our music out it was like a free source to like put out our music we just upload it and hope to god people would actually go to the page and listen to it but at the same time we would put in that work physically to make them go to that page instead of like reaching out via like hey like add us hopefully and like be having it being overlooked yeah because <clears throat> back then it was you you could post a bulletin remember those mm -hmm. and that would be basically go to all your friends mm -hmm. versus what we call nowadays dming where yeah. you could message we could message people that we thought would be interested in us personally and give them a personalized message and just make that bona fide connection and that's kind of what like we should get back into a little bit even though it's completely different we could do it a, mode of operation it in a better days. way yeah um when when i would when we were talking with zephyranthes the, those guys are sick yeah so that's a a raleigh they're from mm -hmm. raleigh raleigh North experimental Carolina. indie band that build God. a scene yeah build a scene build a scene they did that dude they they <laughs> I, they're so they they remind me of us in a way yeah just nerdy kind of as well yeah and just into their own shit yeah. and um they they're so cool you should check them out it's it, zephyranthes it's hard to spell i think it's <laughs> it's a gundam uh, character if you're into anime it's a gundam like it's named their band name seemed after a gundam but it's, it's like uh yeah look it up -E p h y r r a n t h e s z e p h y r a n t h e s Zephyr. that should be good yeah i think it's that so anywho shout out them yeah, we, we did two shows with them one here in charleston at the purple buffalo and another at the art bar in columbia we're trying to get some more set up with them yes we are yeah. we speaking are. of the future of gods like we're like trying to write some more songs as well for anyone that's heard of the band um go check us out um we have an instagram we have a lot of youtube videos a lot of content for you guys to enjoy um but yeah, the album we have right now is currently entitled Honest, 10 songs. I recommend giving that a listen. You'll get a feel for what we're about. But definitely, if you get a chance, come see us live because that's where you really get to like feel, feel the love, to be honest. Yeah, we like playing things live a little bit different than the record in a mm -hmm. good way and giving you that energy as well. Yeah. God's g-o-d-s with a period and we have yes the album out on all streaming platforms it's called honest and also you can purchase that at our band camp so please do support that we've got plenty of stuff on youtube already from numerous recorded live studio sessions to footage of us actually live i have a question for you yeah so like all right so each project we've been in together um you've played a different instrument what's it like like you played guitar in our last like project that we were in like so bass what is how do you feel about playing bass i feel good about playing bass at first when i was a just a guitarist i thought bass was this sort of 
dumb version of guitar <laughs> like it's for people who can't play guitar like but no like okay. guitar might be for people who can't play bass and but at the same time yeah no i can i mean i like to pride myself in multi-instrumentalism yeah you're a multi-talented dude for sure i will just go ahead and put that out there thank you <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and you're playing yeah. a five string bass not just any bass it's a five string yeah i definitely i love bass because it really gives this this different sort of x factor to a musical composition it's that part that you that you feel and that if it's done right it really works on a person like and for a vibe and so it's just sort of like it's just sort of like for me man i love it it challenges my creative creativity in a completely different way because you have to hold down like sort of the chord progression in a sense but the way that you wiggle around those those different root notes is like everything and so like great bass lines just really make me ugh. like i just get this <laughs> i just i just it's so hard to describe i just get so amped on stanky bass lines and stuff and it's so it's a different feel of, from playing guitar oh yeah it's a completely different feel from playing guitar you have to play the you have to play that bass totally different and okay. yeah like the way that you you strum a guitar versus like strumming a bass you know whether or not you're like finger picking the bass or using a pick um and or if you are doing some tapping mm, you know i love what you do in skyflower yeah and i want to get into more yeah that, that finger tapping stuff that's probably one of my uh best uh or my favorite bass parts from you is that song because you're so it's every part is so intricate and like well thought out i really appreciate you like taking the time to like tap on that song the textures on that it's just like mm, yeah good job thank you dude <laughs> and i just want to applaud all your drumming parts on all the songs because they're they're just they are perfect i i couldn't i couldn't have done them better i couldn't have thought of anything better at you, the you time really... i was in a weird not a weird at the time i was in a just inspirable like state because i was surrounded by all not surrounded but listening to all these drummers that i thought dang that's impossible for me to do until like you actually get behind it and try it and so like once you like figure out like how to do shit like like a skateboard trick like you're like damn yeah. that shit looks fucking hard like right. i'll never be able to do it and then you fucking try it over and over and over again it's like okay like kind of feel like you're like gaining this new power and that's what i like about music because like you say like it's you challenge you like the challenge it's a challenging thing so like when you achieve those goals it makes you feel like you can do more with it and playing out a three-piece is kid is fucking challenging on its own to make it sound like that so like i really try my best to challenge myself and make people think i'm playing out of more pieces on the kit than i really am yeah. so that's why i wrote the way i did that's so song. cool yeah because Deslin, when like like we already said when we first met he was playing drums and he ended up we ended up recruiting him in at last glance as a singer because rodney was the shit yeah let's <laughs> let's give rodney some he's love. one of a kind dude rodney lyles yeah. uh, man i miss you and i run into you every now and then in charleston randomly same i'll see i haven't seen him in a while but we were doordash uber eats buddies on the road i would always see him at restaurants right and uh he's a changed man but um he's so good at drums i i mm -hmm. don't take any offense rodney i expected to see you behind a drum kit still um and so deslin sang in at last glance and then ended up picking up drums i mean not like picking up drums because you've been playing them but picking them back up in a band with medic yeah and before we get into that topic like i just want to thank rodney because he watching while i was a front man in that band watching him write his parts to the drum like his drum parts really 
like helped me get better at drums because I would just go back to my like house after we would practice and try to play what he wrote and eventually like yeah it was really cool to watch him do his thing so my respect yeah and I have an equal gratitude and thankfulness for him because I I actually gained drum skills because of Rodney like you said <laughs> really as well did, yeah. yeah like he had he had the drum kit we were over at his house all the time he was, he's a school of the arts kid by the way so like yeah he, he, he went to school of the arts yeah yeah but. he went to school solely for drumming like that was his thing yeah and he he was truly the the best and yeah. um that's why i'm sad that he's still not doing it like that but he i was he dude i was probably so annoying just like always trying to climb behind the kit and just be like uh, it was kind Ugh. of annoying for him but i enjoyed watching the whole thing yeah so <laughs> i ended up i ended up getting my own kit and it was like this pearl forum series kit and i had it in my garage at my parents house back when i lived with my parents and i played the shit out of that and the key, we i came over a couple of times and we like married each other and did some under oath oh, yeah. stuff we we did some dual drumming stuff yeah. that was so cool and oh my god under oath shitty ass drum kits yeah dude like <laughs> can, dude if you would have anyways um yeah under oath was a huge influence on us and dude, it's so weird i like don't listen to them at all anymore man but my my musical palette has completely changed yeah it's, it's but those that was some time ago but it, now that, like we're thinking about like over a decade dude that's a long time like i have a kid now who's nine like <laughs> like exactly we like, we listen so to we listen to from first to last like we knew about sunny moore who is now going by skrillex before mm -hmm. he was a in edm producer pretty much if you're watching this podcast and you listen to the you know what we're you listen to the type of shit we did back in the day you know where we're at today yeah we we were in the warp tour scene yeah <laughs> uh, which is now kind of evolved to just edm in a sense like let's talk know. about the festivals today actually like because we have there's a firefly festival i think that they call it it's like out in over Del Delaware, a bunch of um, like really good diverse artists come like from like uh Earl Sweatshirt to like fucking um Jesus Christ, I can't think of their name, but they're fucking huge too. It's a two piece band. Two piece? Yeah. It's not on omnific or my daughter was really into them. Two piece? Yeah, it's like oh, a, it's like oh. a drummer and like a rapper, singer, bassist dude. It's not Yodo, is it? No, they're like huge, dude. Weird. I'll think of oh, it. Oh, ah, man, was Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine, a two piece as well? I think so. Man, you're making me think of all these bands, but I can't. Two pieces. Oof. That's I know completely it's hard. Different. It's hard to manage a two. Well, actually, I think it'd be easier. The yeah. less, the less heads, the better yeah but writing and creative but ah. music festivals today dude like um do you think they're fire as fuck yeah yeah i do i definitely do everything nowadays is i think a little higher quality mm -hmm. than it used to be people are more on top of just everything when it comes to facilitating a comfortable experience granted festivals there's different levels to that, you know, as far as like comfort and stuff. Like you got festivals that like more so that I'm familiar with, like, man, you'll find them like camping festivals mm -hmm. and you'll be just camping. And, but even within that, that like that camping, yeah, there's still a realm of so comfort and stuff. Like it's kind of hard to describe, but like, um, you, I, <laughs> You basically in my eyes nowadays have like yeah jam like band bands and producers and they tend to share festival lineups and stuff granted a lot of festivals are predominant like can be predominantly jam band or like predominantly 
like EDM types mm-hmm. of stuff. And you'll you'll find a blend between those at some festivals as well, like Bonnaroo. Okay. And Halloween. Um and a Coachella. lot of other, right yeah like a lot of <laughs> like a lot more i mean i haven't been to burning man but i or really taking too much time to look into it unfortunately but there's probably bands on that i'm like speaking on my ass on that one but, what are some charleston like festivals i it's hard they're hard to come by but they do exist i just don't know what they're called so for charleston that i know of you've got and the music farm's opening back up or has opened back up, which is cool. Yeah, like everything's changed since COVID, but we used to have, oh, what is it? Down at like the It was a 98 Rock Festival or something. I feel like there's this one called First Flush. Okay. For like the tea plantation that has like some big bands and... What was the one you played when... Method Man came. Okay, that's Skinful. Yeah, okay. so Skinful. That's that happened every, a few like, years Halloween. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as. Uh, yeah, I think Skinful isn't the same as it used to be, but it. That's um, my next question. Like, why do you think it's like, the dec- like just going downhill? Well, do you think COVID? Things, ha- COVID? This is before COVID, though, it's right? A, it's it's you know any one thing generally speaking is a congl- like has so many influences upon it like it's so hard to say like one thing does even when they had like major acts come like it could be between the production behind it like how much finances are behind that like and i'm always thinking it's money you know what i mean like things like the landscape is the landscape is shifting so much every single day that it's just it's turning into other things like we we have um this area skinful started being held at the woodlands which is a big ass property out off of highway 61 in between west ashley and somerville and in the middleton plantation and magnolia plant middleton place and magnolia plantation area um and it's kind of like this slightly untapped festival area that has had pretty big ass events um and it can hold so many people but yeah like i i don't see it i don't feel like i see enough going on out there and yeah skinful was held out there like the past couple few years and also this festival into the woods and there's got to be more stuff out there that i could just can't simply think of right now charleston we need more music festivals yeah basically the music farm was this big venue downtown charleston that basically had all your shows like years ago everything from your metal acts to pop acts like the who's who beside like because like the next thing up is like basically the North Charleston Coliseum, mm-hmm. which that has like what you said you recently saw Slipknot there. I was just there to That's see Slipknot, so f- who hasn't like, played what the fuck? in Charleston in like yeah, almost like I'd say like fifteen years. Oh, that but made me. I'm think not of- really a Slipknot fan. I was just like, when the fuck is Slipknot ever going to be in Charleston? And it was a free ticket, it's so why so, not? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, because <laughs> I remember there was um. First off, before I forget, there was also party at the point in Patriots Point. They had some festivals out there. Okay. Um, party and that ended point, up getting I shut down. I think that. because of Bass Nectar being too loud. Isn't <laughs> he banned from like a lot of places? He's here? currently he's canceled. Broken shit. Like his bass was too loud. It's like broken glasses. I, I feel like the bass was too loud and disturbed everybody. But uh, he since then got canceled. Like, oh, so we don't t- even talk about bass nectar. Well, Tim and I spoke about bass nectar briefly on the the first demo podcast for the Pursuit of Sound. And uh, Deslin, you don't know bass nectar. And bass nectar basically used to be like one of the biggest underground EDM acts and then 
something came up about him having some sort of relations with a 17 year old years oh. ago and then he it was all downhill from there we'll gotcha. just say that but i want to go back to slipknot really quick because i remember us making fun of slipknot i swear to god like all their dumbass masks or whatever and then like the one dude who i think was like <laughs> whacking off his nose like i don't even know what that dude in the band did or whatever he plays like the like percussion like he's an auxiliary drummer straight up and or nose jacker offerer yes mainly the nose jacker offer i don't know why that like i completely forgot about slipknot but that was for some reason like a light bulb memory that came just like <laughs> slipknot's coming up my nose that's what you think that's just the lube <laughs> oh my god dude just weird shit but in like corn they're coming ugh. my cousin carlton's gonna go see corn and oh charlotte they're playing with evanescence I can't believe that still happened because you know when we were young, best. Um, no, you don't know about I, when. I, I swear I've told you about when we were young. Oh, that new fest where all the oh yeah shit we like, all the Warped Tour bands okay, are gonna be such on. An idiot, dude. Yeah, yes. no, Paramore's like headlining and along with like I've oh, seen yeah, so my chemical memes romance on that and like, yeah no exactly tim and i also talked about in the last one and <laughs> yeah like there's memes about it on how it was supposed to be completely improbable to be pulled off like because of all the bands that are on it but i think that was because it was supposed to be within one day like within a one day span and then i think that now they're within a two day span but that's going to be in las vegas like sounds later huge on. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be, dude. Yeah, a lot of my favorite bands from the day are playing it. That's for sure. Oh, dude, all like four beard strong. They're like, dude, how much are we getting paid for this? Seriously, I wonder. I wonder how much, yeah, wonder how much wonder. they're getting paid, dude. With all the bands that are on that, I can only imagine. Uh, I I wonder what ticket sales are and all that, but um. I remember I the imagine. band name, the two-piece band name, 21 Pilots. Oh, they were two-piece? They were two-piece. Oh my god, 21 Pilots. Yeah, they're still like doing their thing, but I really dug the first record the best. Not that were, I'm a fan, yeah. but my daughter was really into it, and I was kind of huh. like forced into listening to that record, and it kind of grew on me. 21 Pilots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear kind of <laughs> took that yeah they did yeah for sure that same like genre type vibe machine gun kelly's doing like some blink shit yeah and i feel like 21 pilots kind of did some blink shit like yeah all the bands are in it whether or not they think like since blink 182 in one way or another well travis barker is drumming for him right what for who um for fucking machine gun kelly oh really yeah or has in the past i'm sure of it yeah i could be wrong if i'm wrong i'm sorry but i'm pretty sure that's the deal can we look that up yeah we can look that up yeah we can't look that up it's not like we're in you know 2022 we don't have google or anything who drums for machine gun kelly Travis Barker. Yeah, you're hey, right. All right. Because they're both totally tatted up. Yeah, because he's doing some blank shit. But, like, I really think they influenced him to start doing the blank shit. See, this is what I'm saying about things coming back about the 90s and mm -hmm. early 2000s now. Shit's coming back, yeah. Like, for real. Like, kids with middle, like, 21-year-olds with middle parts. I, like... I, I saw this meme the other day. I think maybe you posted I, it. I sent it to you. Yeah. About the pants. The girls wearing the fucking like, yeah, dude. And the boys wearing the skinny pants. Girls now wear dudes pants from the nineties. Yeah. Like, dude. Okay. Let's just Shit. guys now wear skinny ass jeans, skinny. but then like you'll find girls wearing like baggy ass, like almost Jinko Lee pipes type shit. Not even mom jeans, just baggy ass nineties. Like, skater boy jeans yeah with like manufactured holes yeah <laughs> i can't hate i can't hate i love i i, I wear i wear jeans it's with, the 90s with prefabricated it's the 90s holes. yo yeah so at least at least i haven't seen a pair of jinkos out there like jinkos maybe funny in portland name. oregon jinkos is the that's the most funniest name i've heard today 
Yeah, the jinkos. Those jinkos, jeans in the boots with the fur, with the fur. I'm jinking in my jinkos. With your chain link uh, wallet attached to her. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that dress so scandalous, and you know that couldn't buy that shit because she's spending all my money and my credit cards, and I don't know because I haven't looked at my bank statement so far, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm broke as hell. <laughs> I can't even afford this Taco Bell. She told her, she told me her name was Belle, but I think that was a stripper name. <laughs> now I'm rolling down the road on my Heelys, Heelys, in my Jinkos, O's, O's, girls like those, still the right all night long. Let me see your granny pennies. Or that bank statement. Or that bank statement, baby. <laughs> She stole my yacht. I thought she was just a thought. But she stole my yacht. We've got this. Oh, dude. <laughs> we we got to write that down. We got to do like, we got to come up with the full parody, like, lyrics. Look out for biracial brothers. Yeah. Let's just <clears throat> say that we created the account on Instagram, which I also need to do the TikTok too. We need to create our TikTok because that's going to be a bigger, um, I think, traction good platform for that um for those skits for sure uh yeah that's definitely some tiktok type stuff but okay so i have in my phone tiktok is just like vine's child remember vine oh yep yep See, it's basically like what tiktok is now dude i knew that we were forgetting some skits okay so yeah the um thong song parody When we Chris has to be in that one. He had oh, the dopest lyrics. Our guitarist and gods. Yeah, dude. It, Chris is a lyrical genius, low-key high key. <laughs> like off the dome like type shit. I'm like, how do you do it? My brain doesn't process things that fast. Right? You you gotta like some people are just I've gotta sit and write it down. Yeah, I can't just like think of shit off yeah well practice makes close to perfect yeah you can't just be a great freestyler out of nowhere unless if you're chris unless if you're chris perot <laughs> yeah let's be real but yeah dude how long has it been how long have we been talking it's been 42 minutes All i'm right. gonna take a leak really quick let's pause this and pick right back up cool and we're back <laughs> philip had to take a leak Yep, so we were talking about biracial brothers a little bit. <laughs> that's okay, it's just to get back onto that. That's Deslin and I have been chopping it up since forever. We crack each other up. Since the day we met. Yeah, we 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 have this just a unique sense of humor just between <laughs> us because I feel like he we understand each other's sense of humor so much and um and it's just like over all the years we always just like we turn a conversation just into like a, a live action skit somehow and we'll just crack each other up and just like keep on at it it's like an improv kind of type of thing i don't know how that happens but it really does all the time we just complete each other's imagination on these like just hilarical ideas that just end up transpiring through each other just keep on like yeah ending like and then um, we're just trying to like put it to life to be honest bring that shit to life yeah so i i ended up coming up with this i because i knew that i i wanted us to bring these skits to life and i knew that it needed a good name and after a few ideas i i was like well you know Dylan and i are basically brothers but he's black and i'm white that's like biracial brothers and i was like oh shit like Dude, kind of like looked it up, see if anything was taken. Surprisingly enough, it wasn't on it on Instagram. I've been blessed TikTok, with that for all of our projects. Yeah, <laughs> so I ended up creating the account Biracial Brothers. We don't have any posts yet, but we're we're gonna be doing some shit. Um, yeah, look out for Biracial Brothers. Ant like just stumbled upon that page and literally like sent me like a message about it and thought it was hilarious dude the fact that all we did was create the profile and that was it like i didn't like i skipped all the ad friends <laughs> portions and stuff i was like no we just need to like let this be a placeholder i'm not gonna tell anybody about this and like 
it's just funny because we created this not that long ago and all we did was just create the account and we it's have not even a week old yeah and we have 21 followers from not telling anybody anything and it's it's i yeah, love that dude it's it, very authentic that's, that's the that's the algorithms at work right there yeah and they, they they see our faces and then they click on our page new from milton bradley biracial brothers <laughs> Quote, stroke of genius That's by Huffington about. Post. Uh, quote, are these guys actually related? Tony Hawk. Quote, I love them. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, we need some bio. That was perfect. So funny. Um, none of those people actually, none of those quotes are real. And we are not really new from Milton Bradley. But we would like to be. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Bilton Bradley. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Mm -mm, yes. Huffington <laughs> host. <laughs> Honey talk. <laughs> T-Hawk. Oh my god. So yeah, we gotta do that um that whole music video parody behind the thong song, but it really is gonna be about like this girl that you just met out like at some just breaking your bank some place and she's telling you all this stuff in your ear but like low-key taking like just using the fuck out of you it's basically robbing you for everything you have she ends up literally stealing your yacht like after practically well um what's the what's the word like roofing you like i'm at like after like completely like finding a way to steal all your credit card information and shit your, like, your whole identity like boobs pressed up against your like freaking face like what's the password to your bank account <laughs> i gave it a password to my bank account yeah now i don't know i fucked it up <sighs> Was wondering what that chloroform was for. Now I'm waking up on the floor. <laughs> I got damn. I got roofied. I got roofied. I feel like a motherfucking goofy. Why did I give her to the, the keys to my boat? Now I think she's in the keys. <laughs> <laughs> on her knees, giving some other dude head. She knew my passcode was my birthday. Now it, she changed it to something I don't know what it is anymore. My password's gone. It's not my birthday. Now I'm recording this from jail. <laughs> yeah, basically look out for a way better version of that song. <laughs> yeah, dude, Biracial Brothers. Oh my God. Just had to touch on that. And yeah, so also Gods, our band. We today this evening just got done refining a graphic for our first t-shirt yeah um the design we got from jj quick who is a tattoo artist here in town in charleston south carolina he gave me check a, him out i got a tattoo from him on my right forearm i love it he did a great job he's the homie he is the homie don't get caught in the pussy that's what his like that's what his um sticker is around town it's like a cat with like barbed wire or like around the perimeter with like tattoo font don't get caught in pussy or don't get caught in the pussy i forget there's a big difference between those apparently there's a huge difference yes so we're gonna be working on merchandise for gods because we want to put out more we've been getting asked where our merch is by several people and the last band we play with Zephyranthes, they're like, why don't you have merch? So we're working on that now. And it's been a long time coming. So yeah, really stoked on this. Yeah. We've, we've been through the whole merchandise rigmarole before. Yeah. This ain't our first rodeo, but this will definitely be good for the band. Yeah. We, the whole approach behind gods is like completely different than any other band i've been in we're in a different stage of our lives we've got mm -hmm. life happening 
yeah. all the time we, we all have different hobbies that in other passions that we do as well like which is like totally encouraging for yeah. sure chris perot our guitarist he is very passionate about fishing and fly fishing yes fly fishing and he he's working at urban electric i think right now mm -hmm. as well between those two things he's trying to start things with his fly fishing um company like he he creates these he spends time like making fly flies a lot yeah like the actual like the bait piece like on mm -hmm. the hook it like that attracts the fish like he actually like makes those by hand and everything i know he has a serious passion for that yeah. along with a lot of other things and he's, he's like visionary. you in yeah, a sense like, you guys are multi like you have to do more than one thing yeah 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 chris is so i i that's why i love chris so much yeah i don't i don't meet a lot of other people quite like that but i am um, okay let's see we're at okay we're, we've got about nine more minutes till it's one hour which i okay. like to just cut it at one hour but um i was gonna talk about the um how god's form to be honest all right honest us. um <laughs> honest yeah the name of our album chris and i were roommates at a time some year like 2016 2017 and we were just um well naturally when i first met chris we like hit it off really well and just started vibing with music how did y'all meet really quick um i was with mel um mel washington from all get out who we talked about earlier yeah the homie um love him I would shout just, out mel washington yeah and this was like shortly after alg like the second like like lineup we had with johnny and Ant. like that's when that like shortly ended and i just had like nothing to do so i was just, like hanging out with mel like sometimes and he would go to columbia and chris was living there at the time at the house i think they call like the pope palace or whatever but he just came home from work and i was just chilling there and we were like skateboarding like in the parking lot we all skate which is a common denominator between us three yeah that was already like okay you're cool and then uh a couple of years later that's just how i met him and a couple of years later he moved to charleston and he lived in this house with a bunch of uh mutual homies that you and me have called or's court with like carper and jake and all those dudes wait he moved into that yeah he, oh, he was yeah. living in that house no, or's court is just a stone throw from where we are right here right now yeah that place was the party house one that that summer oh yeah and uh him and rodney got into that scandal at the school <gasps> remember oh my god i didn't know that was with chris perot like yeah. the vandal vandalizing like, were they not like just spray painting no they were just in the school running up and down like how did they break in there was a door open oh yeah big mistake janitor janitors yeah janitor's mistake but um oh yeah god it was the houses across the street from that school so and they were just like <laughs> like i said it was a party house we just get drunk and do young thug stuff rodney and chris <laughs> before they were changed men <laughs> but um yeah met uh we would hang out and play music at that house all the time and that's how we built our musical chemistry together and uh, a couple years after that we moved in together and picked up where we left off from that writing process at the oars court place and formed a little project called royal blood but unfortunately like that name was taken from some other huge uk band called royal like yeah royal blood <laughs> yeah so we were like okay fuck it we'll just call ourselves gods and homie that's in catholics tyler was playing a show and he needed a band another band at the royal american to play with him and me and chris were just posting videos of these songs we were like just shitting out wait i don't think i've heard this yeah y'all played the y'all opened up for catholics um this is the show you were part of so royal blood ended up turning into gods then y'all recruited me and then we opened up for catholics at royal american yeah okay wow yeah and right, go on. Uh, i think we got you like two weeks before the show 
Wow. No, I remember the. I do remember the show now. I didn't know the context now. Yeah, he hit us like up because we've been posting videos of the songs we've been writing, and he was like, he thought we were like legit, like ready to play like shows, even though we were just a two piece. So we're like, yeah, we just need to find a bass player. Immediately thought of you, and I, I was like, dude, this will be the perfect fucking lineup, like straight up. So yeah you came in and like laid down some like root bass notes and like they weren't solidified yet but it was yeah, good enough to play to the show the structures of the songs was yeah that took a second i think we had six songs at the time yeah and we've got about five minutes left so oh, wow. i do want to say that yeah like we um yeah when that, you came in <laughs> sorry no that's awesome i i seriously appreciate hearing that that um Anyways, basically, I do want to leave the last five minutes of this on something that you and I recently talked about, but we've discussed in the past, like, roughly, basically how I've been wanting to do this project of sorts where it's, like, complete, like, song improvisation. And it would be involving, like, loop stations and like the dj controller and well loop stations really one loop station the boss rc505 um and a bunch of things into that including my guitar my bass and ableton with like whatever things i wanted on my keyboard roll and also my dj controller um for whatever i want to sample off of that and everything and I was like, you know what? Like I talked to Deslin earlier today and I was like, dude, like I would love for you to just, instead of me having to do the drums, like from, from scratch or whatever, and having to work with it like that. And I would much rather have Deslin just doing it live and us like, cause him and I jive so well. Like I know that we could just completely take a song from, from zero to hero, like, organically and it sound it's like riding a bike natural you, yeah me. so like we that's something that we need to work on and that i do look We've been forward talking to talking about that for a while yeah and i've dabbled in it i've dabbled in it yeah and i've gotten the helicopter off the ground i've we have the space for yeah yep we got to practice space ladson. up in ladson we could easily just get together and do some shit yeah I'm, i'd we, be so down yeah dude because it's been a second since gods has practiced unfortunately and yeah, chris is busy yeah it's so <laughs> like life happens so hard that it's just like now that we're all like in our early 30s it's like really like obviously like just <laughs> securing money comes first mm -hmm. and everything is pretty much um secondary to that but yeah we um you know COVID we, took a hit on our lives too so like yeah i know some people are still trying to like even though it's been like i don't know how long it's been i feel like it just started to like die down no either dude it, it's all a blur now In two years dude feels like it, it feels like a different amount of time than what that it has really been. stopped shows for a hot minute dude <clears throat> that really yeah. fucked up the wave of like Cause we were playing so many shows like the last show we played before COVID happened was burns alley but we were like consistently playing before that yeah yeah we got a really good start mm -hmm. actually we've got about two more minutes but god's got a really lucky good start i must admit i was very surprised on how hard like the local scene welcomed us we mm -hmm. within within like before we even released our record we played a bunch of shows here yeah we only well, released our record because covid was happening right like granted we were working on it and stuff all the right. while it's like we played at we've already played at rec room burns alley big big gun, gun um new uh not new brooklyn tin roof tin roof we played art bar art bar purple buffalo where else have we played Pretty much all the venues you could think of in Charleston downtown, for sure. Yep. So. But, like, on more than one occasion, which no, is really cool. Exactly. And each turnout was, like, really, it got better. 
For it, sure. it did. It did. I, Royal American. We didn't mention that one. Oh yeah, yeah our first show, Royal. So the CPAP one was the best. Uh, exactly. Royal American show. R.I.P. Yeah. Chris Popolowski. I miss you so much. But I just wanted to say it's awesome that um, it goes to show like thirty seconds. Our chemistry together as a band, like as humans, as people, as friends, it's fucking awesome and. I'm so happy to share this stage with you and create with you still to this day. I just want to say that. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy. <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. Hey, <laughs> of course. Uh, dude, nobody else I would have on um, for this one. But yeah, so we're going to be working on that. And mad love and shout out to everybody listening to this. This is Philip Ward, a.k.a. Double Crown and Deslin Price, a.k.a. Desi. In the Pursuit of Sound podcast episode two. All right, bye.